Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm Haley. And this is Two Kids and a Broadway Star. is Jennifer Ashley Tepper. Tepper, Tepper, Tepper. We met Jennifer last year during a Be More Chill meetup at BroadwayCon when we were cosplaying as Jeremy and Christine. And why do we love Jennifer? Because she produced Be More Chill and Broadway Bounty Hunter and Love and Hate Nation. And she also brings lots of Broadway voices to 54 Below in New York City and has written books about Broadway. And she created the Jonathan Larson Project and is super involved with the upcoming Tick, Tick, Boom movie. Phew! We does so much for Broadway that we'd run out of time if we told you all of it. And we're going to have a lot of questions. Ready? Ready. Hi, Jennifer! Hi, you guys. That was like the best intro I've ever gotten in my life. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. How are you doing? Everything is so crazy right now. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. Um, I was so excited to think back on when we met at BroadwayCon because that was like the most fun ever. I remember like the moment when you guys walked in and everyone loved your costume. So it's nice to see you on screen again. Yeah, the one thing we really are missing this year is BroadwayCon. Yeah. Me too, me too. So we have lots of questions and we really want to know if you were a theater kid like us. Oh my God, was I ever. I was such a theater kid like you guys. Um, I The first real show I was ever in was Annie. Um, and I was thinking about it yesterday because I just read a book about Annie and was reliving being, you know, an orphan clomping around the stage singing Hard Knock Life. So from the age of nine, I was definitely a theater kid and obsessed and collecting cast albums and trying to go see shows and stuff like that. Who did you play in Annie? Um, it's funny you should ask because I played Drake, who is Mr. Warbucks's butler. When you wake, bring for Drake. Drake will bring your tray. When um, I wore a gray wig. I was nine years old, and they like you know dressed me up like a butler, and I said yes, sir, and I was really proud of that. But I also got to be a chorus orphan, um, and I was really tall, so I like towered over all the other chorus orphans. Um, it was really great. <laughs> I wouldn't know yeah. what it's like to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday have you guys do you know annie like is that one of your shows that you love oh yeah we've both done it actually i was actually annie i was saint regis such a good part um oh my god i'm talking to an annie and a lily i'm like starstruck i'm a drake so <laughs> was it like you were nine and you had to wear a wig were you always itching it on stage and trying not to itch it Exactly. And you must know because you've worn wigs and plays. I was definitely doing that. But I will say that four years later, my same summer camp did Annie again, and I got to be Miss Hannigan. So I've had the full range of Annie experiences. <laughs> Today, you're a producer and author, and you put together concerts, and you're working on movies. How did you end up where you are now? You know, I always was just like, I want to be part of making musicals happen. And I love underappreciated musicals. And I also love new musicals. So I went to NYU and I studied theater there. And then I just was like, anything I can do to work on professional theater, I will do. So like, get me in a rehearsal room, get me in a producer's office. And I pretty much just kind of carved out my own career doing like all of the stuff I love until I was lucky enough kind of getting all the jobs that I have today. Yeah, because you see the actors and see you see the actresses and but the people who make the show happen are really important because without those people, the actors and actresses, they wouldn't have jobs. So <laughs> Very true. And you know, so many of my like really close friends are actors and actresses and writers and directors and it just takes so many different kinds of brains to put on a show. 
So all the actors and actresses out there, you can right now shout, thank you, because we're now shouting, thank you. <laughs> so you already know that we are huge Be More Chill fans, and I was so lucky to see it on Broadway a couple years ago. The lighting, everything, it was just amazing. And Ellie is obsessed with listening to the cast album. Yes, I have literally recorded a YouTube video of me in my Christine cosplay standing on top of my chair with a script um, um, singing I Will Play Rehearsal. Yeah. I love that. I have to see that. So how did you get involved with the show? Um, first of all, I love that you guys are such Be More Chill fans. Like, I just, it goes deep with you guys, and I can tell, and I love that so much. Um, you know, so Joe Iconis, who wrote the music and lyrics, he and I have been really good friends and collaborating on lots of musicals for a very long time, for more than 10 years now. And from the first time I heard his songs, I was just like, I love this writer. I think he's writing musicals and songs like nobody else, and was obsessed with it. Um, and so over the years, you know, I've done marketing on his shows. I've produced his concerts. We've worked together in all kinds of different ways. I actually started out as the dramaturg on Love and Hate Nation. So truly so many different hats. Um, and Be More Chill happened in 2015 in New Jersey, where, you know, we had a wonderful time. It was such an amazing experience. And I loved being there and hoping that the show would come to New York. And then because it didn't get a great review, it didn't happen. And then as you guys know, because of the cast album going viral the way it did, we had this incredible opportunity to make the show happen in New York. And it was then that I finally, um, you know, produced at that level, because I've worked on Broadway shows, and I've produced shows not on Broadway, but I had never fully produced a Broadway show myself before. So it was so special that that got to be Be More Chill, which I've loved forever. You know, um, Joe actually at one point, no, maybe it was two years at this point, he found the email where he first sent me Michael in the bathroom. And he was like, I wrote this song and it's kind of weird. And it's a kid at a party and, you know, describing it in the most like understated way. Um, so I've been, you know, around since he first was writing songs like Michael in the bathroom and getting to see the show develop all the way through to where we are now. I'm just Michael. Who you don't know, Michael flying solo, Michael in the bathroom by himself, oh by himself. Well the great thing is with shows you can, with being a producer, you can pick and choose and stuff and see where the show is going. It must be just so amazing and it must have been mind-blowing when you saw that the cast album had gone viral you're just like so what spiked this but mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really like a montage in a movie, you know, where it's slowly happening and you're like, is that real? Is is Gerard getting fan art? Is, you know, is George getting all these Instagram messages? Are we going to go to New York? Um, it, Now when I think back on it, it feels like a movie montage. <laughs> so what is George Salazar like? That's a great question. Um, George Salazar is a lovely, beautiful, like empathetic, gorgeous human being who is also just like a monster, I have to tell you guys, um, but a monster in a really fun way. You know, at one point, I think, and this is just like the best answer to your question that I can tell quickly is that um, I told Instagram that George was obsessed with tomatoes. And so for like years, I've just like started all these rumors about his love for tomatoes. Now I'm telling you, I'm giving you the scoop on the podcast. It's not actually true. But, um, you know, we'll just like prank each other and troll each other. Um, I've known George actually since I did the Broadway revival of Godspell that he was in. Um, and actually, I introduced him to Joe when Joe saw the show. So it's like crazy to kind of remember all the friendships coming together. Because I heard that um, Joe Iconis graduated from the same college as you one year beforehand. 
actually was a well I was a couple he's a couple years older than me but what's really crazy is that um you know George Salazar and I speaking of like earlier connections we were both at Florida thespians at the same time in high school but we didn't know each other and I tried really hard to get to see this production of Little Shop of Horrors and I couldn't get in when I was like a teenager and I found out many years later that George was Seymour in that production so like I would have seen so we all crossed paths in all magical ways you know so personally, I think the Be More Chill cast was pretty perfect, just saying. So did you have any <laughs> casting? Yeah, you know, one interesting part of producing is you really are kind of like the CEO of a company. So you're a little bit involved in everything. And depending on what the show needs, you might be more involved in one thing or another at any given time. And because of my long, you know, creative relationship with the writers and with Stephen Brackett and, you know, everyone casting, I was very much there for the casting of the show when we did it off Broadway and then on Broadway, um, which is not to say, you know, over the years, the people who did the show originally at Two River were so many artists that, you know, we've collaborated with for so long on so many different projects. So I feel like I was part of their journey as well, but it was awesome to like be in auditions and, you know, watch like all those people come in and be like Britton Smith. Yes, that's it. You know, it was very, very cool. Um, and also, you know, so Talia Suskauer was someone who we had worked with on Love and Hate Nation. And when she came in for Be More Chill, we were like, that's our swing. Um, so it was really cool to just like have those moments with people and also to see um, in an audition room, like so many actors do an amazing job that I'm such a fan of who, for whatever reason weren't right for the show but you're just like I live in New York where there's all these incredible actors and I can't wait to work with so many of them on other things yeah because I heard this my dad said that he heard this that after like the first one two bars or something you can know if like if the singer is going to be good and all they need to hear is like 16 bars because they can just tell Totally. Well, what's so crazy about casting Be More Chill, and you guys probably understand this really well because you know the show so well, is that so much of the casting we did was for understudies. And so we needed to find someone who could be, you know, powerful and commanding like the Swift but then also be able to be like a little bit goofy, but sporty like Jake. And so you're looking for all these combinations and it's so much of like, can you sing, can you act, can you dance? Definitely, but like, do you have the right energy and personality and can you split both of those characters equally? And also it's like, just do you have the right vibe for the material? It's so many different things. Actors are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so how hard was it to recast Jeremy, Jenna, and the script for Broadway, especially the script, because his voice and personality are such a big part of the plot? Well, the squip recasting, which I wouldn't even say recasting is maybe the right word for it, was so special and awesome because, you know, both Eric William Morris and Jason Tam are people who, as like part of Joe Iconis and family, we've collaborated with for so, so many years. Both of them, you know, Jason Tam was in the original cast of The Black Suits and Eric was in the original cast of Things to Ruin. And so when what happened was Eric originated the role and was so incredible and was on the cast album. And then because of the timing of King Kong, he couldn't do Be More Chill. Um, and the idea that someone would replace him was a little bit sad right because you're like oh I worked on this thing with my good friend who's amazing and now they're not gonna get to do it and then the miracle of having another equally good like friend who was part of the family come in and do his totally own like spin and take on it um it just was that was really special so um that was its own whole thing and then as far as recasting you know um Katie Ladner who was the original Jenna you know she was in Wicked so it wasn't like um you know we didn't fire those people they had other Broadway jobs which is really cool and because of that like we had the amazing opportunity to get to know Tiffany Mann who like added so much to the show and is such a great and incredible part of the new cast album so there were a lot of things like that um 
the Jeremy thing was interesting because, you know, from the moment we started talking about Be More Chill going to Broadway, there was this idea that it would be amazing to have Will Rowland, who, um, you know, for whatever set of circumstances, didn't end up playing it at Two River, but who um, had been part of the family for a long time and who just felt really right for the role, do it. And so that also felt like a magical bit of like something coming into place that just meant that, you know, we're really lucky to have the original album with one actor and then the new album with another actor in all of those cases. I think that they each truly brought something special to the role well yeah because it just came together and you're like well it's mm -hmm. meant to be obviously there are like a million bajillion people listening to this cast album and begging for it to be on broadway by some sort of godsend and then <laughs> people who can play these roles and so it's just like this is gonna happen yeah when you guys saw the show did you ever get to see any understudies or did you see the same cast i think i saw the understudy for jenna and I, she was amazing. I mean, like, I didn't get to see the, the, like, the actual Jenna, but the understudy was still amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. We're also really big Rent fans, and you created the Jonathan Larson Project, which, yes, Ellie, also included George Salazar. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the Jonathan Larson Project, when I talk about being a theater kid, was, um, you know, growing up obsessed with theater. I loved Ren, and I loved Jonathan Larson, and I love Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, and over the years, you know, one of the things I love about being a theater historian and a producer is discovering work by writers who you love, who um, they have work that might not be as well known, and then being able to bring that, whether it's to the 54 Below stage or making a recording or anything. Um, and so for years, I spent time at the Library of Congress, which is where all of Jonathan Larson's tapes are of all of his unrecorded songs and all of the stuff that um, didn't quite get produced or come to life. And I looked through everything and I listened to every song and I found tons of songs that um you know he had made in his lifetime that people didn't know and I was so excited to turn them into a show so um actually what's crazy is it happened in between Be More Chill Off-Broadway and Be More Chill on Broadway um and as you know in the Jonathan Larson project not only is it like George Salazar but also Lauren Marcus and our orchestrator Charlie Rosen and so so many of us had like all those things happening in a row which were really cool um and so we turned the songs into this song cycle that's like what Jonathan Larson might have created as his own song cycle had he done that and it was really awesome and we got to record it so as you guys know from the recording it's like so fun to hear all the different kinds of things he wrote that people didn't know before <laughs> with the Tick, Tick, Boom movie, and that's being directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and that sounds so exciting. Can you tell us any secrets? <laughs> I can't tell you any secrets, unfortunately, because I signed a contract saying I wouldn't say anything till the movie came out, but I will say that the movie, you guys, is going to be so good. Like, people are not even ready. It is, I'm so excited for it. Um, Lynn is just, I've known Lin-Manuel Miranda for many years because um, I worked on a Broadway musical called Title of Show when he was working on In the Heights, and we were working on them at the same producing office, and so for many years, I just am like, oh, he's one of the kindest, coolest people in show business. Like, everything 
everything you think about him is true as far as like, he's just the best. And so when he first told me he was working on Tick, Tick, Boom, I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be the greatest movie of all time. Like no one understands Jonathan better. No one will be better at doing this. And that was before I even knew that I was gonna get to work on it, which is like a dream come true. So um, it's really exciting. And I can't believe that people don't know like so many things about the movie because I just wanna watch people's heads explode when they learn them. <laughs> I mean, it must be crazy to know Lin-Manuel Miranda because, like, everyone mm -hmm. idolizes him for Hamilton and In the Heights. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we all know that he's just a really great guy. Like, like he the best. Really is. I bet you guys will meet him at BroadwayCon or somewhere else someday, and you'll be like, oh, he's just this nice. He's just the nicest guy, you know? Ellie, you're stunned. Yeah. <laughs> So with Broadway still shut down and even movies like Tick, Tick, Boom being delayed because of COVID, COVID. <laughs> what can people do to support theater right now? You know, I mean, I've been so amazed by how much people are supporting theater in all different ways. Um, one thing that people can do is donate to the Actors Fund, who um, the Actors Fund is such an incredible organization that doesn't just help actors, but helps everyone in the performing arts. And throughout COVID, like they've been amazing at kind of making sure people, um, you know, can get healthcare and can, you know, keep their apartments and all kinds of things that people are struggling with right now. Um, but also I think, you know, for people that want to support theater, there's so many great companies doing kind of virtual things, um, you know, you can support artists by buying their recordings or other like things that are already out. Um, and also, I think um, now that I have a lot of hope that we'll be returning to the theater soon, I think people can really start thinking about like, um, you know, save those, you know, nickels and like, let's go to shows like as soon as things reopen, let's really support um, going to see live theater in a way that's safe and that is okay for us to do. Um, because theater is really going to need us the most when it actually comes back and needs live audiences. So speaking of the Actors Fund, that's the charity you chose to support with the podcast today. Why did you choose them? You know, I kind of said it, but um, the Actors Fund, I think, does such an incredible job of like embracing the community. And if you need something and you call the Actors Fund, like if you, um, you know, lost your job because of COVID or if you, you know, had some injury that meant you couldn't work and need help with your rent, like they are the greatest organization in terms of just like stepping up to help artists. So I really admire everything that they do. Um, and I think also during this, I'm sure you guys have seen some of Seth Rudetsky's shows with people where they support the Actors Fund. It's like seeing all of those people, it's like hundreds of people at this point that have come out to support the Actors Fund. You just know how extraordinary they are, but like by how many people just wanna support them so much. Well, yeah, I think it's really important that there's something out there that can help actors because what they do is so important. They bring people to a different world. It's kind of like a book being made into pictures. Totally. And isn't a movie. I <laughs> no books and musicals. They're both tied for the greatest thing on earth. I yeah. That. Choose between them. Yeah. Live theater is so important to actors and the people in the audience. So everyone need to the Actors Fund, please. <laughs> so we ask all of our guests, this is very important. What is the important question ever. <laughs> what advice do you have for kids like us who want to be on Broadway someday? You know, I think that you guys are doing all of the stuff that you should be doing if that's your dream. I love that you're learning about shows and that you're acting in, you know, 
Annie and other productions that you love, I think that the best advice I have is just like, you know, all of the parts of theater that you love really invest yourselves in them. And if you find that what you really want to do is like studying directing, then like learn a lot about directing. Or if you find that like you're really obsessed with one writer or one kind of show, like learn everything you can learn about it. Um, I think that just giving it your 100% effort is really important. Um, and then also, you know, you guys are so um, joyful about loving it. Like I can tell you love it, like how I do. And I think it's so important to like, not lose that and like you know know why you love it so much and keep that going yeah so before we go we have our always longer than a minute lightning round are you in yes <laughs> okay one minute or as long as we let it go on the clock who is your favorite character and be more chill i know it's hard to pick oh my god i'm a christine so i'm gonna say christine Yay! um what food have you eaten most during the pandemic oh my god i've eaten a lot of avocado toast Oh yeah, that yeah, sounds that's good. good. <laughs> if you could be a performer, would you? Um, I wouldn't be a performer, but I would love to be Sutton Foster for one day. I think that would be a magical experience. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Should <laughs> there be a female squip? Yes, absolutely. And you guys get ready because like you're gonna do be more chill and there there's gonna be a female squip. There will. Dream and definitely what do you think that her voice would be? Um, I think her voice would be fierce. I think that one of the coolest things will be hearing all those songs sung by a woman in, in such a different way. Definitely. She can bring her own wowza to it. Okay, Haley really wants to know this. Who is wearing the Yeti costume during Halloween? I watched it and I really want to know who wears it. Um, you mean like the big white furry costume? Who passes out on the couch while they're, they're trying to do a scene. Okay, I don't mind solving this mystery. It's um, it's the actor who plays Mr. Reyes. It's like the Mr. Here, Mr. Reyes track. <laughs> um, what musical are you listening to right now? I've been listening to In Trousers a lot the past week, so I love In Trousers very much. Oh, I've never heard of that. I'll have to listen to it. It's not just, do you guys know Falsettos? I've yeah. heard of it. I've heard of it. Heard people who are in it. So Falsettos is part two and three of the story, and In Trousers is part one. So someday you'll discover them all. Yes. Okay. What should what shows should we see when Broadway reopens? That's a great question. You know, I don't think we know what exactly will reopen. Like we know some things that aren't coming back, and a lot of things that are planning on. But there could be new things. I mean, um, I'm already starting to dream about what 54 Below shows we're gonna do, like the, in the dream world when we come back. So I think we're gonna keep that question open because who knows what you could see. My parents are um, tried to get me Hades Town and six tickets for May, I think, but um, we have to push them back to September. So we're still going to New York in May, but it's just for a regular thing. <laughs> um, Remember, one minute on the clock. Within <laughs> <laughs> <in> a minute. <laughs> um, what is your best theater secret? Best theater secret. Um, do you know, I will tell you a secret about the Lyceum that I love, which is that the person who built the theater had a secret trap door built into the place above the theater. And so he was a producer and basically he would open this trap door when his wife, who was an actress, was on stage. And if she was overacting, he would wave a white handkerchief at her from the trap door. So I would always tell George Salazar that when he was overacting and be more chill, I would sneak up to the trap door and wave at him. But I never actually did it. I should have. I need someone to do that for me. <laughs> what's the first thing you're going to do when the shutdown ends? 
that's a great question. I keep saying that I'm just gonna like go and kiss all the theaters, like not literally, but I just think it would be funny to be like, you know, hugging all the buildings. Um, I just can't wait to be in a room full of people listening to songs, like um, whether that's a musical or a concert, I just really wanna watch musicians and actors and writers and people on stage, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And here is the most important question in the history of questions. <laughs> Okay. If you could pick a tattoo for Gerard, Gerard Canonico, what would it be? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I feel like it'd be really funny to make him get a tattoo that was like a cut line for Be More Chill, like an obscure cut line or lyric. So we'd have to pick one together, but that's my answer. Well, since it's totally been a minute, time. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Ashley Tepper, you are awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on Two, Two Kids in a Broadway Star! Broadway Star, Broadway it's really important to us that we keep supporting Broadway and the whole theater community. That's why we ask all of our guests to choose a charity and our parents make a donation as a thank you for being on our show. This episode supports the Actors Fund. If you're a Broadway fan, we hope you'll consider making a donation of any size to support their cause. Thanks for listening!